Alright, hello out there. Welcome to the OmniTalk Spotlight Series. Today we are live from beautiful Las Vegas, coming to you from the grocery shop trade show floor at the Aria Hotel Resort and Casino. I am here, of course, as always, with Ann Mazinga for our podcast today. And all of our podcasts from Grocery Shop are sponsored and brought to you by Uberall. Uberall converts mobile searches into sales through the power of location marketing across all platforms, maximizing re- maximize revenue across all retailers' locations everywhere. And, of course, Takeoff. Takeoff helps grocers embrace e-groceries and thrive, helping you save time and money on your needs so you can focus on your wants. Be sure to go to www.uberall.com and www.takeoff.com to learn more. Well, I am thrilled because one of those sponsors, Takeoff, is actually here with us today in the booth at Grocery Shop live on the floor. You can hear the background noise around us. The pace and energy in this place is frenetic and exciting. So I am really excited to introduce today Takeoff's co-founders, Max Pedro and Jose Vicente Aguerre, and you can help me with that. Jose, that how do I say it? Jose Vicente Aguerre. <laughs> All right, fantastic. I could not roll my eyes if I wanted to, so that is awesome. All right, well, you guys, let's get started. So take off. You guys have a big announcement today. You're almost the bell of the ball so far at the show. What is that announcement? So we've been making some announcements the last few weeks. Um, a month ago, we announced the first ever supermarket, automated supermarket, in Sedanos, Florida, uh, it's a uh, it's a site that is fully functional, and it's it was it is it is the first ever a supermarket that has automation inside. Mm-hmm. Then two weeks ago, we announced a partnership with Ahol del Hayes, that is a site that is uh, almost finished and is going live at the beginning of next year, and it's a partnership with all the banners of Ahol del Hayes, and it's going to be under Peapod and Stop and Shop. And today it, it is live on Wall Street Journal. We announced a partnership with Albertson Safeway. And it's, uh, it's a significant partnership. We're super excited about offering our technology to Albertson Safeway as well to many of their banners. That is fantastic. And do you know where those locations are going to be yet? Yes, it's going to be in the West Coast. It's going to be in San Francisco and San Jose. Fantastic. So you've got, you've got the entire United States covered. You've got the East Coast in Miami, down in Florida, all the way up to the Northern Bay Area. So we actually have uh, two more partners that we're going to be announcing in the next few weeks and uh, it's covering some other regions in the country Fantastic. so we are we're deploying at scale fantastic congratulations on that announcement today that is big news thank you well let's get to it let's talk about it what specifically so inside all of those announcements what is takeoff how exactly does it work and why is it so valuable why is it such a valuable thing for retailers to think about so chris look takeoff what we do is we do micro-fulfillment centers as a service for our supermarket partners. When we put these robots and we deploy them in existing supermarkets, we actually tackle the two biggest costs of doing online groceries, which is first, the pick and pack, and we do that with the robots, mm-hmm. and second, the last mile. It's that cost of taking products from that facility to people's fridges and, uh, and their homes. The reality is by being very close to where shoppers are, it's exciting. And this is really revolutionary because now for the first time, you can actually make more money with these ecosystems in selling online groceries than even your store, not even losing money with the existing models that have been there for a while. Right, how direct-to-consumer fulfillment normally works. This is completely new and different. So, great question. Until today, we've had... um, We've had uh, two 
the, the industry has taken two different models. Right. The first one is do in-store manual picking, whether it's third party or crowdsource. It's sending people roaming aisles to assembling orders. The bad th part of that is it's super expensive to do that. Right. Super expensive. And this is a industry that has razor thin margins. Mm -hmm. The second option has been building very big roboticized facilities. The nice thing about that is they start with a nice cost structure of being a warehouse. They have robots to make the pick and pack mm -hmm. very efficiently. But unfortunately, that cost of the last mile is super bad. They're driving trucks for 65 miles. That really counts on a lot of dollars of extra cost. That makes that model really hard to scale. Right. So what we bring is best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. We actually make it small and within the supermarket and we get the benefit of both the roboticized picking productivity and that cost of the last mile. But but let me let me add some numbers. <clears throat> so if, if you take the marginal cost of a supermarket, it's around 20, 20 to twenty five percent in order to sell one one dollar of sales. If if on top of that you do manual picking a crowdsource platform that goes all the way from 25% to 40% with the pick and pack and the home delivery. If you do it with a centralized facility, it's around 30%. So this is why the adoption of e-grocery has been very difficult because you have to invest a lot of money and it's less efficient than the supermarket. Remember that you are adding the job that is done for free by the customer. The customer is the one that do the pick and pack and the customer is the one that do the last mile delivery mm -hmm. to the house. Mm -hmm. When we put the two things together, automation in the store, you actually take care of the cost of the last mile because you are located right at the store. And, and by having the automation, the pick and pack is way more efficient. When you add the two things together, the total cost of the ecosystem of takeoff technologies is around 13%. Wow. So half of the cost of a supermarket. Well, this is what this is fascinating. This is one of the big trends we identified it at OmniTalk as one of the top five trends in 2018 that we think is going to impact the future. And one of the things when I first spoke with you guys, I thought was really interesting about what you just said was partly your sales pitch to the retailers. If, if you don't mind talking about that a little bit too, why would a retailer want to do this? Why would a retailer want to say, "Hey, take some space in my floor and deploy exactly what you just said to get those economic advantages"? So we, we, basic, we basically say, well, you have uh, underutilized space in the supermarket. If you look at the, at, the, at the landscape of supermarket in the U.S., you find that at least 20% of the space is not properly utilized uh, due to overconstructions of supermarkets. So we take a sliver of that space and we transform it into a more efficient fulfillment center. So technically speaking, so you're able to cannibalize your sales that you're doing in the brick and mortar store with much better economics. So it's twice the contribution. And, and again, like a, so the barrier, the most important barrier has been the investment and the P&L. All of a sudden, this investment is very uh, attractive. It's a fraction of the cost of doing a large facility. It's 50 times less expensive than a large facility. And it's four to five times less expensive than opening a new supermarket. So when you do the math, you're getting better contribution on every sales. And, and the investment is actually very, very affordable. So Chris, to tag along uh, in here, so Jose explained very well the economics, no, right. and how this this model is much more powerful, no, and you can make really good financials and, and finally make e-groceries e e viable. Mm -hmm. I've also shared how we be strongly believe in this micro-fulfillment mm -hmm. center as opposed to crowdsourcing that it's manual or the large or the large facilities. Mm -hmm. 
Let me tell you specifically why Takeoff is pretty unique in developing that model. Yeah, that'd be great. We actually bring three components that we believe no one else is 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 available is available in the market. It's reliability, scalability, and a great affordability of the solution. Mm -hmm. The first one, reliability. We've actually partnered with Canap. Canap was the inventor of this goods-to-person technology, and they have very methodically depured this system so we can actually uh, give them 99.5% reliability, which is what grocers require. The last thing a grocer want to do is call their shoppers and say, you know what, the order you just placed, we cannot fulfill for that. You're, you're, they've done this at scale. Right, you're using tried and true technologies to do these deployments, right? It's not. It, it's that's that's the beauty of this that I really love. You're not trying to get too far out in the future on it. It's tried and true things that you know work. You're completely right, Chris. The reality is, reliability is a component. The other advantage of partnering with Canab and using tried and true technology is the scalability. Correct. We believe that this industry, just in the U.S needs 10,000 of these deployments. And we can be there for clients that want to do hundreds or thousands at any point. Our partnership with Canap, it allows us to, software is very scalable easily. The hardware, you probably have, you need someone with pump that yeah. can actually produce it and deploy them. And we can do that at scale. Mm -hmm. Finally, a word on affordability sure. of the solution. By working with Canap, we actually designed something that it's proprietary for both of our companies and that it's a product we kind of like to like to joke around that it's an f-250 it's <laughs> one that is a workhorse and can actually get the job done at a really really nice price point and it's a product the reality is as opposed to a typical uh, automation project that it's let me get engineers in a room and start thinking about what the future is we come up with an end-to-end -end solution and we say we know this works for you, we'll adapt it in the specifics, but we can deploy in three months rather than a three-year process. Right. So on, on that number, so the, we believe that it's going to be 10,000 sites just in North America, and it's three months instead of three years. And we believe we can get to three weeks. That's so, amazing. So if you want to do thousands of sites, the most important factor is the scalability of the solution. And when you quote those numbers, what size of a deployment are you talking about from a square footage perspective, so, so, roughly? So we take uh, one-fifth of the size of the supermarket is 10,000 square feet. That's what I thought. Okay. And uh, we place within the automation two temperatures, ambient and refrigerated. The frozen part, we do it manual at the facility, and at the back of the facility. And, and in those 10,000 square feet, we can hold 15,000 SKUs. But since we're collocated with the supermarket, we can offer the entire assortment of the supermarket to the customer. But the beauty is that the, the time it takes between placing an order and being able to pick up and receive is less than an hour. That is a key differentiation. So it's, it's on-demand fulfillment as a service at a price point that is significantly lower than a f large facility or manual picking in the store. Absolutely. Makes complete sense. I mean, it's tried and true. It works. You can get it out there. You can deploy it fast. Okay, now the question I have to ask every entrepreneur, it's one of my favorite questions. Why are you the guys to do this? And where did the inspiration for this come from? So, well, Max and I, we've been friends for 20 years. Uh, we, we attended at the MBA together. And uh, then we became grocers. So okay. I, I did my career uh, as a consultant with Bruce Allen and Hamilton. 
and then became a grocer in South America, in okay. my native South America. But about three years ago, I decided to take a sabbatical, and I joined the faculty of Harvard Business School as entrepreneur in residence. Oh, wow. And I had the privilege of meeting Mick Mount. Mick was the founder of Kiva, that is now Amazon Robotics. So Mick introduced me to the whole idea of automation, and Max and I, we start dreaming, and what if we use this automation instead of, instead of automating a warehouse, what if we automate a supermarket? What are the economics? And when we start doing the numbers, it's just much better than the supermarket. So we've been grocers for 20, 10 years, and we know the numbers inside out. So when, when you bring a technology that has a price point that is half of the cost to serve of the supermarket, you know that it's going to have huge adoption. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So it's probably the one thing that I'll add there. Yes. Um, we... As this was happening, no, and we were having these, these conversations. As part of my past is, I was a grocer with, mm -hmm. with Walmart, and I had a chance to work many of my years in the international business. I actually spent quite a bit of time in the UK, and if you look at the UK markets, we actually saw the really bad effect of doing something that their shoppers wanted, which is buy online without the capabilities. Right. If I tell you a little story about the UK market, the four big players seven years ago were making about six and a half billion dollars in EBITDA. Fast forward to two years ago, they were doing two and a half billion dollars. Wow. Where did that value distraction happen? The first component is players like Ocado starting doing home delivery for free and the market following without the right capabilities. And what we like to do say stapling dollar bills to everybody. <laughs> the second implication was hard discounters getting hard into the market and the Aldi's and Lidl's right. coming in. The reality is this was so big, so big and so important of a need for, for a thriving uh, grocer that when we saw the solution and we knew how important it would be for our clients, we put it all together and we got started. Yeah, and what's really interesting too, I think in addition to that, like what I what I found interesting in our conversations as well, on the consumer side, even the tagline that I use with you guys in terms of, and I'm going to read it again because I think it's really interesting and it, it speaks, I know it speaks to me and I know it speaks to Anne, helping you save time and money on your needs so you can focus on your wants. What do you guys mean by that? What is the inspiration for you there with that statement? So Beyond we, everything we've talked about from an economics and a business model perspective. So we, we believe that the store of the future is going to be one in which the needs are going to be completely automated. Who wants to spend time roaming the aisles of a supermarket for Cheerios and toilet paper? And, and the store is going to be a place where you explore and when you meet people, when you have that exploration trip, that inspiration trip. And, and we believe that the combination of both is going to be the killer model. That inspiration of the desires and, and, and things that you want as, 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 uh, as, as desires and needs. Things that you basically replenish to the, to the, to the pantry of the store, of Absolutely. the house. Absolutely. We 100% agree. That's new retail, right? The, the difference between physical and digital is you can exactly. go into a physical space and enjoy the experience of being there. You can focus on your wants. That's what we love about you guys, too. Um, well, you guys have been great. That was fantastic. If people want to learn more, where's the best place for them to go to learn more about what Takeoff does? So probably get a hold of us. We're super accessible. Go to takeoff.com and you'll see our contact info. 
and we will be happy to showcase the first roboticized supermarket. Miami is always a great destination to take you to, so we can definitely do that and more. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, Jose and Max, thanks for your time today. You guys have been fabulous. For our listeners out there, these guys are hot. I would pay very, very close attention to them. Got some big deals already. It sounds like there's some big deals in the works. It's going to be fun to watch them in 2019. So in closing, just want to say thanks to them for our sponsorship for this interview today. Thanks as well to our sponsor, Uberall. And of course, everyone out there, as always, be careful out there. <laughs>